Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Cantina Corner Podcast. My name is Adam, here with my co-host, Cody, and we are super excited to actually make another episode. I know we made one about probably over a week ago, wouldn't you say, Cody? It was like over seven days ago. And uh, yeah, we were a little late on this. Our plan was to get this to um, the day of or the day after the PS5 event. That was our goal. Um, there was a couple things that I had to deal with that I wasn't able to record, so that was my fault. But we're going to touch base on the PS5 event, and then we're going to kind of go into a little bit of how we liked each event now that both of them between Xbox and PlayStation have shown what they have, um, how we felt about them, a little quick burb, blurb, excuse me, blurb about that. And then after that, we're going to go into how we felt that the game releases were, the trailers, the the teasers, you know, the different things they showed, if we're upset about gameplay, if we like the cinematics, all that different stuff. So definitely buckle in for this because there's probably going to be some real heartfelt opinions on how things happen, but we're going to go through it. So um, first thing I want to touch on is uh, the PS5 and the Xbox event. So Xbox made their event, I think, I don't know if you remember, Cody, exactly. I think it was, uh, what, like two weeks prior to the PlayStation 1, roughly? Yeah, yep. Okay, because I know they came out with theirs. Everyone was anxious about PlayStation because they wanted to see how it would compare and stack up. But I honestly think that, in my opinion, even though I am a Sony guy, take it for what it is. If you think it's, you know, I'm partial to one side or the other, it is what it is. Um, But I think that Sony did a lot better job as far as their reveal, their system design. Um, You know, the games, we'll get into that in a minute because that's going to be the second half. But I think as far as... Um, system design presentation in the whole show it was it was interesting i liked it um it, and i think xbox really kind of dropped the ball in the design i i get it that you know it's in the name so they kind of want to make it like that but I, I i don't know how i feel about the new design i think it's kind of just lackluster trash sim- can? yeah it's it's literally a trash can without a hole at the top to put trash in it you know i mean it's it was just something that i had an opinion on but um, what did you think of the like the releases, Cody, as far as like the system design and how they handled it on those aspects alone? Uh yeah, in terms of system, the PlayStation 5 looks way better than the Xbox. Easily. It's not hard to do. I mean, it's just a rectangle that's black. It's very true. boring. It's like I mean it almost looks like an old school PC tower. It's just there, I guess. The PlayStation looked better than I thought it would. It didn't look anywhere near the leaks that we got. Like there were like three different leaks of the designs, and they didn't. It didn't look anything like them. I I didn't think at least. What did you think it was going to look like? Because obviously the Xbox didn't do much as far as design, so there's really nothing to like try to interpretate on or interpret on what they were going for. But like, right. what did what did you expect outside of the leaks that you thought PS5 was going to like be as far as design? I well, I didn't expect. I know it's not just the fucking, it can just stand up horizontal, but, uh, or vertical. Yeah. I was, I, I didn't think it would be much different from the PS4. I mean, they haven't really done much different. PS3 and PS4 are kind of the same. One's a little more squared off and the other one's a little more rounded. I didn't think it'd be much different. I didn't think they'd put the time in to care about airflow i mean there's that's always a problem with the playstation is overheating yeah and this one looks like they actually really took that into consideration i mean the joke is it looks like a giant router but i mean that's probably a better design for airflow and you know your router's always running playstation if you're a gamer it's always running basically so 
Yeah, I love, I love the design. It's slick. It's really slick. Yeah, there there was a lot of people complaining about how it looked like a trapper keeper that was like smashed over like an original PS2 that was stood up and all those different yeah. things. And and I get it. You know, I mean, you're not going to make everyone happy on design. There's no possible way to make everyone happy. For sure. Um, but I think that the the way that they Every single time they make a system, they I think this is the biggest jump that they have made because each one's always been like a black or sort of black design, you know, with little hints on the side. And they've either yeah. made it flat, you know, the PS1, PS2, and PS3 were all flat. You really couldn't stand them up. I mean, you could, but it, it sometimes caused problems with the discs. And yeah. the first huge design that they changed they made was with the 4. And it was, you know, a very original design, you know, like you hadn't seen something like that ever. And so I'm really happy that they're at least taking a like a chance on stepping up their game from a design standpoint. Whether you hate it or love it, you have to give them credit for always making something different. And this is the first huge push, and I love how they've inverted the colors. They've gone from yeah. black, black, black with tones of white and blue, and they've completely flipped that where the white is pushed out. You got the black on the inside with the blue and the lights. So I kind of like how they inverted that because it gives it a complete new feel. Yeah. I gotta give a shout out to the marketing team too because the way they revealed it that video with the, mm. the little black balls into oh the black screen with the blue tint and then it just kind of came out for the wide act like that was sick not to mention they went from the top and then they like made the music and you like yeah. it was like a roller coaster ride to show you every little nook and cranny they even showed like the texture on the inside of like the outside uh, body to show you yeah. that it's like texturized like that's how much detail yeah. they put into it yeah, that that shows you too, man. Um, the right the right song and music can can change the feel. Cause it, I love reveal videos, but yeah, I know we're gonna get more into this. That was kind of like it was like just dull and just dying on me, and I was like, I don't really know if I should keep watching this. Yeah, and that like as soon as that beat dropped, it was like, I was like, okay, I'm in on this. It was almost like seeing like a reveal of like a concept car from a, like a motor company, you know, like one right. that you don't know if it's going to be a real thing because it looks so futuristic and they're they're trying to throw out those songs to make it seem like, oh, it's modern, it's slick, it's sleek. Yeah. But it's like a real thing. So I love that they took like that marketing approach, like you said, you know, yeah. they really just threw it out of the park. Yeah, it was well done for sure. Not to mention, and I want to get your opinion on this, how much this is going to make a war between consoles that PlayStation... Because we don't know if Xbox has a strictly digital version because all they showed was the stock version of, you know, the CD drive or, excuse me, the DVD drive and everything like that. But yeah. PlayStation showed two models where you can have one design with the CD-ROM drive or Blu-ray drive and then the other design, which is completely sleek with no drive and it's all digital, which is kind of what we're pushing towards. So in my opinion... I think that's a huge step forward because that's kind of the era we live in now, which the only thing I think it would affect is the actual um, like physical copy game system or physical copy yeah. game companies where, you know, you got GameStop and all these different places that need to sell physical copies. Yeah, they do digital, but no one goes there for digital. And right. I think it was a real good change to a step towards the future. I mean, did you think, do you think Xbox is even going to do that or do you think they're just going <clears> to <throat> leave it alone? Um, if they weren't planning on it, I bet they are now. Yeah. I can almost guarantee that's in their plans now once they saw that. Yeah. That right there was your pure definition of here's our console for, you know, everyday PlayStation 
people who, you know, use the PlayStation for their Blu-ray system or, you know, they play games every now and then, but it's basically like their home home entertainment system. They'll throw CDs in there and listen to it. They'll throw a Blu-ray disc in there. And then you got the gamer version. I just want my games. I don't I don't need a fucking Blu-ray drive. That's I just true. Want to play my games. You That's know? true. And and I think it's gonna go good for PlayStation because you're gonna get the half that wanna buy want to bligh god i cannot talk today <laughs> i am sorry for everyone watching or listening it's been a long day so when we do these episodes i'm pretty fried by the end of the day i'm sure he is too in his own way and sometimes <laughs> my words get mixed up so you got to bear with me um but they're hard <laughs> but i think they're going to do a great job with people who don't have a because now it's not an upscaled like with the playstation 4 pro you had the upscaled ps4 blu-ray you know, it wasn't true 4K, but it was upscaled to at least give you close enough to where you were happy. And now they're going to have a legitimate 4K Blu-ray display. So people are going to buy it to have that because they're like, oh, I can get a game system and an actual true 4K Blu-ray player current all in one. And the people who don't care about that can just say, screw it. I just want the digital. And I think the digital might down the road like within a couple months especially during i know this is going to pass black friday so we'll have to wait till next year but i think the digital version is going to have a significant price cut because of the less hardware that they had to put in for the cd drive the, the blu-ray drive and all of that so i mean it really makes yeah. a true console price war as far as ps5 to xbox one or i'm sorry yeah. xbox x yeah they, can we talk about that too i mean can xbox just fucking Pick a system and stick with it. 360, 1, X. I know. You even know what the hell you're doing? I know. Like everyone, what was it, the memes back in the day where they made the 360 and people were like, what's going to be next, 720? And then are we going to go to 1080? Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, nope, Xbox One. Oh, what the hell is this black and green thing? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't understand. Like, I kind of get, like, honestly, the I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The original Xbox console design, if you throw out the whole big bulky controller that they originally had before they tiered it down to a more manageable controller, the original Xbox design with the original Xbox intro was awesome. Like it had yeah. this cool, like, you know, like radioactive feel. Like you almost bought like this like crazy radioactive machine that plays games. Like you felt like you were in the future. And I will say they yeah. had the upper hand on PlayStation, which is what, what made them, you know, rivals. And it was cool. They had Halo. You know, they had a good start. But I feel like now that Halo is on to what? They're going to have Halo, what is it, Infinite, I think it is? Yeah, I think it's Infinite. Yeah, which is, I believe, the sixth Halo game because they made Halo 5 on Xbox One, which I never personally played because I don't have Xbox. But I think this will be the sixth one in the series as far as, like, in succession from Halo 1 to this. You know, if you're not counting, like, ODST Wars or whatever it was or Halo ODST and, and all Halo Wars and all that. But, I mean, I feel like they've kind of fizzled out. They don't have a lot of exclusives. A lot of the exclusives are getting muddied between both systems, so that really doesn't even matter anymore. And I don't know if they're going to hold up well within this holiday release. I mean, if you had yeah. to guess right now, because in a second here I want to go into the games, if you had to guess right now how they're going to fare on both ends, who do you think is going to really prevail within a year's time frame? Not obviously within initial release, but within a year's time frame, who do you think is really going to be like shine? Oh, PlayStation. 
And what, what if, if you had to give like your first two or three points as to why, what would be the big thing, whether it's design, price, games, like what would it be? I think price would be a big one. It's a big one every year. You think it'll be cheaper than the Xbox just because of hardware? They, that's been PlayStation's MO, man. I mean, a couple of years back, I think it was... Was it the Xbox One that came with the Kinect or whatever? It was 360 where they tried to combine and push the Kinect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. you. here's a camera, motion camera for $100 more. You have to have it. PlayStation yeah. never tries to pull that shit. I mean, when PlayStation first came out, there was a huge press conference for the PlayStation 1. The guy walked up to this, the podium and went, 199 and walked out. Lit- that's all he said. That was his entire press conference was 10 seconds. That's all he said and just walked out. Because that's all anyone cared about. Yeah. PlayStation's always been, they've always been conscious of that, I think. And it's not just price, man. I think it, I think it's a relationship you build, especially with like gamers. And I just oh, feel yeah. like PlayStation pays attention more. Not to mention, like, you, you, you look back, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, um, you look back at original PlayStation, they never obviously had Wi-Fi or internet, but then when they made PS2, it was free. And when Xbox comes out the gate with their original console, immediately it was pay for online. Now, granted, yeah. they had a better online infrastructure than PlayStation did because people were paying into it so they could oh, invest They can invest that money into making it better. But PS2, PS3, completely free. They didn't cave in and break until PS4, but that's because they realized that we're in an era now where you need, if you're going to have the infrastructure to handle such a big online community and make it quality, you need to ask people for money, you know? But there's the caveat where you can still play free to play games for free. They only make you pay for stuff that you actually buy like AAA games, you know, the big stuff that you have to physically get a copy for, which I'm happy about. And it just goes to show you that like, I mean, PlayStation has always had the right start from the beginning. Xbox came out the gate asking people for money. You know, it was worth it in the beginning. Now it's like, you know, who would you rather pay? Not like, you know, would you pay in general? It's like, who do you want to pay more for? Like, and and I think that's going to really be a huge thing moving forward. And I mean, like I said, PlayStation's already ahead giving two different versions. Like you can have a disc one and you can have a nice looking no disc one if you don't even care about buying physical copies. So, I mean, they've always been a step ahead and I just, I don't know what Xbox is going to do. I don't know if they got one up their sleeve. I mean, the design's not going to look any different. There's just going to be no slit where you put a disc. It'll look exactly the same. I mean, I don't see them making a whole new design with no disc. Right. I think, I think part of it has to do with two you think Xbox and it's, it's Microsoft, you know, like they're almost competing with themselves in a way, you know, cause they're true a PC game and you don't want to put everything you got into a, a Xbox and be like, Oh, buy this cheap Xbox instead of, you know, building a PC or I think, I think PlayStation realized like during the PlayStation three era, that it really wasn't PlayStation versus Xbox. It was how can we catch the PC gamers? How can we how can we catch up to people who play on PC? And now you see like crossplay and stuff. It's just we got to make our system more powerful, keep it in the same price range. And otherwise, you are. I mean, there at a certain point, if it's seven ninety nine, I bought this. To- I mean, I I stole my place my PC tower technically. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> That was a good deal. But, you know, I mean, I, I bought my tower for less than 600 bucks. 
you, I mean, people are just going to slowly make that switch. And, you know, we stream on Facebook and there's a yeah. lot of Facebook streamers who are just starting to build PCs because it's at the point where, I mean, it is better frame rate. I mean, better enjoyable way to play video games. Yeah. Not to mention when you, when you buy in, you know, not to get away from the consoles, but when you buy PC components and you upgrade your PC, like I just finished upgrading mine. I'm still waiting on my new graphics card coming in this week, but I spent probably just shy or just over 400 bucks to get current, you know, between a new motherboard, CPU and graphics card that I'm waiting on. I mean, 400 bucks and that's going to make me good for a couple years. And, you know, I will say that Xbox and the fact that it's Microsoft, like you said, I think that they can handle a fallout or hurt uh, profit wise off the Xbox because they have also got PCs. So they're, they, they're kind of in a, in a good spot where they can hurt on one side because the other side is going to offset that. So they're not going to really like, it's not going to kill one or the other. And, yeah. and, and they've been smart. I will say they've been smart on the fact that they in, integrated their Xbox game pass. So if you buy that, it goes for both. Yeah, so if you've got one or smart. the other or you have both, you have access to that and one payment. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they were smart on that because regardless, they're getting their money because every yeah. person that buys Xbox Game Pass, whether it's on console or PC, they're getting it. So they've got two split markets that they're getting all conjoined funds from. So, I mean, that's how I think they're able to handle that because they combine both of them. Um, now, Sony, really, the only thing they juggle outside of their consoles is... You know, we won't get into like TVs and everything that they do, but is their handhelds and their handhelds aren't bad. They're just, they've never taken off. It's like a niche market. So yeah, they get stuff from their handhelds, but their main thing is a console. And that's why they push that so hard. Yeah. But um, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I don't know um, how PlayStation is going to fare against Xbox. I personally, like you, I agree. I think they're going to surpass them very quickly. And within a year until Xbox rearranges some things or comes out with a different version or whatever. But I don't know, because the only argument I have, which you can attest to, or you've probably talked to people or seen, is that oh, Xbox got better hardware. But what does that mean if you don't use it like in a way where people are going to like it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can have the best rig in the world, whether it's a console or PC, but if you're playing stupid games on it or crappy games, it means nothing. Right. I I also, too, I would argue that the PlayStation is... is I, Xbox is definitely a more powerful machine, but I would argue that the PlayStation's built to work more efficiently, I believe, personally. But it's just it personal. is. Yeah, no, I agree with you, because when you said that the last time we did the podcast... I looked into it and I'm like, you know, it's not always about the best hardware. It's about how you use it. You know, going back to that old yeah. adult joke, it's not about how big it is. It's about how you use it. You know, it's like, Damn you know, straight. yeah, like you need to, you need to know how to use the equipment you're given. And I think PlayStation, you know, and it's not a huge difference. Like we talked about in episode seven um, of the podcast. It's not a huge difference. It's very minute in like, I think two to three different areas. Um, as far as what PlayStation does better than Xbox or vice versa, I'm sorry, Xbox has better specs than PlayStation uh, from a st statistical standpoint. It does. Um, it's, I think they, they don't need that. They know that they don't need that extra bump. They just know they need quality games, quality content, quality community, and they'll be fine. You know, and I do like, and I want to ask your opinion on this, Cody, how both companies right now are unified in the fact that 
they're pushing where they're still releasing games now and a lot of them are pushing where if you buy a game now or you buy a game later no matter what you only have to buy it once and no matter if it's on the old console new console or a console moving forward that they give it to you again you can have it on every system as long as you make one purchase yeah i think that goes back to competing with uh pc exactly you buy you buy something on steam just because you upgrade your pc doesn't mean you lose it you know exactly you gotta you gotta find a way to compete because shelling out 60 dollars every time you buy a game it ain't easy yeah, and even Steam knows that because they even came out with their own physical um, gaming system that basically is just Wi-Fi in the game from your computer to a console so that you can shoot it on the TV and they have their own controller. So yeah. I mean, they know yep. the same thing. You need you need a widespread versatility. The more you give access to people and the more you let them play off of one buy instead of doing oh we buy it on this one then you got to buy the remaster then you got to buy the DLC to make it HD textures. It's like I don't want that shit. I just want to pay yeah. once and if you redo it. I've already paid for it. Just give me the new game. Like you already right. got my money. It costs you nothing to give me a digital copy. I know you have to pay the people to redo it, but no offense. I mean, you make how much money? I, I think you should be able to handle that. Like that should be on your own accord. None of us right. ask for a remaster. You don't have to do it, but if you do, it shouldn't come out of my pocket. You know, right. I've already given you the 60 bucks and the time and the credit because you wouldn't be making a remaster if everyone didn't like it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and also just thinking about it, maybe, you know, like PlayStation has a digital and the disc version of the PS5. People who are like probably like 10, 15 years older than us, 20 years older than us, who had PlayStations, twos and threes, but don't play it very often backwards compatibility yes they didn't really say anything about that in this reveal but if it's if it's an actual thing like you know the rumor is you could put your your, like final fantasy playstation one disc in the ps5 and it's gonna play that could be a huge game changer well huge game changer when we were talking about this last week didn't you say something about um or you might have said this off podcast i think you mentioned to me about i think it might have been xbox where it was like the main hundred titles, like the biggest titles that they had would be backwards compatible yeah. for sure. Was that it? Yeah, that was PlayStation. PlayStation said for sure oh. the top 100. Okay, so I'm was... pretty sure it was PlayStation. Okay, I, I mean, but either... there was a rumor that they're going to be able to go compatible to PS1, which would be freaking insane. Especially it, if it, it was upscale. It truly would be incredible. Yeah, well, yeah. If it's, I don't think it'll be upscale. I think you're going to get PS1 graphics. <laughs> But <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I'm saying like as far as resolution goes, so you could play it on a 70 inch TV, you could be playing yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Right? Yeah, yeah. The pixels will look a little better, but <laughs> it won't look distorted. <laughs> yeah, but that that could be a game changer with their hard disk copy, and that could be a push to sell that because personally, I think the digital copy, like you said, I mean that's just the way the society's going is digital, digital, digital. Want it now? Like as a gamer, why the hell? I mean, even with COVID-19, mm-hmm. whichever way you feel about it, why would you want to go wait in line at a GameStop at midnight for a game if you have a digital PlayStation, you're sitting in your chair at midnight downloading it while people are waiting in line, you know? Yeah, and have it downloaded completely, and by the time it goes live, you're good to go, and you can just pop in and play. Like, I, yeah. what was it we were talking about the other day? You've already got the new Last of Us downloaded, right? Yeah, it's ready to go. 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you have you don't have to wait. You don't have to come home, put the disc in, wait for the install, the copy, the update. You're like, you're already done. And I mean, that's where we're moving. And uh, I think you made a good point, you know, with the disc and the non-disc thing. If people already have old copies of games, because there's a lot of collectors out there, a lot of people oh, who yeah. loves originals. I mean, I'm I'm partial to that, even though I am a, a shitty person and I do emulators and everything else. I still appreciate them, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's a lot of collectors, and they're, if you give them the capability, they will buy or spend extra money. So, you know, let's say if it is extra money for the disc to non-disc drive, um, they'll pay that extra money because they can put in their old classics and play them on your brand new console. And I think that's huge. And then the people who don't give a shit, they can just buy the digital and just move on forward. So, I mean, it it yeah. really is a huge thing. And I don't think. I tried looking back at this when um, after I watched the PS5 event as far as the two versions. I mean, we've never seen two versions of a system other than the original at release and then the redone slim or reworked version that they did later. Yeah. Slim, pro, whatever the hell they name it. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time that I can recall where they've done two different versions at once at launch. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. And, and it's nuts. I mean, when, I remember when I saw it and then they widened the shot and they showed the next one. I'm like, the hell is this one going to be? I thought it was going to be the VR, honestly. I thought they were going to show concept of their new VR because I know they're pushing for that, which PlayStation honestly has a good done a good job of that, um, which another thing Xbox I think is dropping the ball because they put too much of their virtual reality into their computers and not into their consoles. <laughs> Yeah. But PlayStation's hasn't been bad, and I think they're really Xbox is really going to have to make a push for it if they're going to compete because – they're already going to be doing their second version of it, and it's going to only get better. That's and that's why with your question for who's going to sell more consoles in a year, like I think it's easily going to be PlayStation, just because I think Xbox has to prove themselves again. I think they, they have they have some proving to do because they really did try with the 360 and the Xbox One to turn it into an ent- entertainment center. That's how it was advertised. Yeah. No, you have a party. Your Xbox can handle everything. You can talk to it. You don't even have to pick up your controller. Be like, Xbox, put on Spotify. They didn't really, I mean, they forgot about the gamers, the hardcore gamers who just want to play games, you know? I think they underestimated how many of us there are. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing, you know, going back to what we've been talking about. I mean, you make a good point. Like, they tried to make their shift change to, like, cater to a way they thought would help. And PlayStation, when they do it, they cater strictly to gaming and changes towards gaming where Xbox is trying to be like, oh, we want to be gaming and so much more. And it's like, well, that's that's not the market when it comes to a console. Like it may have worked in the initial output, but those those people who buy it for that reason fizzle out fast because the people who buy it for that reason buy it and then that's it. There's no reoccurring need for a system that can do games and you can plug in your cable TV to it. You know, it's like once people yeah. who want it buy it that's it and yeah and playstation just has a better marketing established like group because <clears throat> you think back to when they put in blu-ray i mean that was huge oh yeah and you know they came out with oh well what does sony also make we just touched on it a little bit ago televisions oh well this television can you know put out this well guess yep. what you can buy your playstation you can you can have the ability to see that in your tv you know they're they're smart with their stuff not to mention when they did that blu-ray thing which was another back in the day step like you said where they pushed forward the blu-ray thing was not only for quality 
but those it protected the game disc so i mean you think back to the old days of gamers when you had the nes cartridges or the super nintendos you had to blow on them you know do everything you could to get it to work and then you go to playstation 2 where everyone had dvds and you know if you got scratches on them you'd have to clean them off or there'd be you know sprays and everything i mean it was crazy it in the it, toilet flush the toilet there's always a life hack right there i'm telling you right now it was a life hack <laughs> it was and then they <laughs> and then they're like hey we got blu-ray it holds a crap ton of data on one disc so you don't have to have multiple discs and it's like yeah. super scratch resistant so no matter what happens to it unless you <laughs> grind a knife on it it's not going to get damaged which was great for gamers oh and, yeah it was great you know when i learned about that not to cut you off, but no, you're good. Go <laughs> I for at, it. I was at GameStop, and it was for the PS3. I, I don't know what game I was buying, and the guy goes, "Do you want disc warranty?" And then he's like, "Oh, never mind. It's PlayStation. You'll be good." I was like, "I was like, what do you mean?" He's like, "With the Blu-ray." He's like, "He's like, dude, you can go skip this thing on a parking lot, and you could probably still play it." And I was like, "Oh, all right. I don't need the warranty." <laughs> and that's how you know that's a telltale sign when a realtor, <laughs> when a guy who's selling stuff at a store and he's like never mind like because he knows you're not coming back he's not even going to waste his breath (laughs) i mean they've just always been a step ahead and then even when xbox one came out now i understand that sony has if if i'm not mistaken and people can correct me on this they have either a patent or a copyright on the blu-ray technology which yeah yeah, so that's why when xbox one came out there was still am i am i wrong on this i feel like i'm ignorant there was no blu-ray in the xbox one right it was still uh, no, DVD. I think there was. I think I'm pretty sure that Xbox, Microsoft cut a deal with Sony. Because Did they? every Xbox sold, I, I believe, we can look it up. I believe PlayStation made some money off every Xbox sold that year. Yeah, I'm going to look this up as well because I feel like I'm going crazy. I know it could play Blu rays, but I didn't know if their games were actually in Blu ray. Boom, just got really bright in here. I know, same here. <laughs> If anyone's watching this, you see how bright it is. If you're listening, you definitely need to check out our podcast page on Facebook, Cantina Corner Podcast on Facebook.com. Shameless plug. But, yeah, you definitely need to check the video out. Xbox One Blu-ray. Let's see here. Uh, Yes, it's possible each Xbox One console is manufactured for a specific Blu-ray and DVD region. The Xbox One console can play Blu-ray discs and DVDs that are sold in the same region as the console. Well, it doesn't tell me if the games were, and that shows you how long I played on an Xbox. Wow, how to play Blu-ray discs on a capable Xbox. That's not a good sign. Oh, I can't even look at the site because it hates my ad blocker. That's That seems uh, seems horrible right there. It's pretty bad that when I searched this up, when we started this, Cody, the third the third topic on the webpage, how to watch Blu-rays on the Xbox One S and Xbox One S. <clears throat> it's like, there shouldn't be a tutorial. You should just be able to do it in today's a- day and age. <clears throat> like, that's bad. I don't know. So I, Sony is one of a dozen companies that own the actual patent rights of Blu-ray licensing. Yeah. So they make about 25 cents per drive sale. So you figure if the Xbox put it in there, they're ma- I mean, it ain't shit. 25 cents for every Xbox sold. 
because uh, to own the royalties was about $9 per player. So divided between the 12 companies, roughly about a quarter, a quarter to a company for a drive after it was all said and done. That's nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand why they don't have that like full-fledged in the system. I mean, it's especially from a, a company that makes that much money between both different industries, console and PC related, why they would even care about spending the money to have that just to compete. Yeah. I'm sure they cut it. It's just like I work for a distributor. We, we buy the rights to distribute certain, certain items. We just pay them outright. We don't pay every time, you know, we got to order it or whatever. And yeah. So there's a difference there, but I mean, Hey, I mean, in, in my opinion though, if you've got the, if you have the PC market on top of the console market, you should be able to sacrifice some dollars in order to make your console system push farther past the one that you're trying to compete against. Yeah. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I don't know their financials. I don't know their stock situation. I haven't looked at any of that. I'm not that in depth with it, but I feel like they should be able to take a hit enough to come back and compete because they haven't, in my opinion, been in, in contest with Sony since the original release of their system. Like, yeah, the original all. Xbox. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of that had to do with the exclusive games. Exclusive games used to be a huge battle. Now, almost nothing's exclusive. Yeah, I remember, and, and we're going to start talking about games now. Um, I remember back when uh, Final Fantasy what was it? Final Fantasy 15, the the last, uh, the most recent standalone like single player game came out. That was the, f I believe, no, Final Fantasy 11. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy 11 was the first. I'm wrong again. 13. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's so many Final Fantasies. God damn it. Final Fantasy 13 was the first one that went cross platform between both systems because obviously Final Fantasy has always been a Square Enix made game sony related they've always been under sony always like nothing else always and final fantasy 13 was the first one that went playstation 3 and xbox 360 and that was the first time that i personally noticed a huge shift change to where they were like you know i mean we have our exclusives but we can push it out to them yeah you know xbox gets a cut of it but we know that we've got people that might not have access to a playstation so it is what it is and then i mean it started to bleed in for everything now to where it doesn't even matter you don't have to pick no. one system over the other unless you truly want that one freaking game that is going to have an exclusive that you'll buy that system because like cody said before there was so much of a difference it was literally a 50 50 like you want this you go that way you want that you go that way and now it's like few and in between. Unless you're really a fan of that game, it doesn't matter anymore. No. And I mean, I, I'm just I'm curious. I mean, we're in a weird time right now where we're gonna we're gonna talk about games now where it, it I mean the consoles don't matter. It's just what you preference of playing on and what you want to put your money into. And I, I want to kick it to Cody um, on what his thoughts were on. Uh, the Xbox and PlayStation game reveals in conjunction, because I know we talked a little bit about Xbox before because this was prior to PlayStation releasing their stuff. How do you feel both companies did as a whole as far as release and teaser or trailer or whatever it was on their game releases? Like if you had to rate them from a 1 to 10, 10 being the best, Xbox PlayStation, what would you rate it as a whole? 
as a whole or xbox individually playstation individually yeah like individually each i'm saying like their whole okay. event individually if you had to rate it from one to ten on both what would you give it all right uh xbox a two wow wow um, two yeah. wow they didn't have much gameplay i mean sorry no, you I lose agree. me i agree continue I can, I can look at specs all day but um playstation playstation out like, I, I can't even lie about it. I mean, I, I, I was getting bored through it. But, they, I mean, they kept it fast-paced. I'll, I'll give it a six. I'll give it a solid six or seven. I'm going to give it a seven because the reveal of the actual system got me pretty hyped. I was pretty hyped up when that, that, that came out. Now, so, I'll you, give it a seven. But I was probably at a five for most of it. <laughs> now, were you at a five because it was a lot of indie games and a lot of, like, weird standalone games that, you know, we don't really see that much unless you're into that. Was it, would that be the reason? I think bug snack is the reason I'm giving it. Uh, I was at that. I don't know what the hell that game was, but it gave me some weird ass vibes. <laughs> I don't even think I caught that one. I don't, I don't even know which That's, one that was. It, some dog and he ate a strawberry that was alive. And then his hand turned into a strawberry. Bro, what? I'm telling you, watch the trailer. I sat there and I went, what the hell am I watching right now? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I recall watching that. Maybe I missed that one or I forgot oh, it. Bro. It was life changing. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell was going on. I mean, I'll, but, give them, I'll give them credit. I mean, they at least gave the spotlight to the indie stuff, which was nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, those and there's a following for those independent games, dude. There is a following for those type of games, and some of them, some of them did look cool. There was one I forget the name of it, but it kind of looked like a Zelda type game. Yeah, but I think you were like a chick or something. That looked dope. That actually looked pretty dope. Uh, I might actually play that one. Um, but even even with just the indie, at least they had gameplay, bro. That's you know true. what I mean? Like Xbox, they didn't have nothing. They had like a thirty, not even thirty seconds, five seconds of Madden footage, and it was a cinematic. It wasn't even like actual gameplay. Like, come on, that's it. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're even telling you they knew they shit the bed because they're planning on doing another one. That's how much they knew. Like, okay, we shit the bed a little bit here. Yeah, and that was the problem because they did their initial event, and then everyone was like, "The hell was that?" Like, I could watch that on my free time. Why did I spend time to sit down, wait for your event to watch a trailer that I could watch tomorrow on a recap, and and doesn't matter, you know? Exactly, bro. Even at Comic Con, at a panel, they give you something. You yeah. don't just sit there and listen to them talk. They're like, hey, you want to see fucking three minutes of this episode? Or, you know, I mean, I went I went to the New York Comic Con back when Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was just about to come out on Ooh, TV show. You know, Good time. They showed the entire first episode in the panel, bro. They're like, you guys want to see the first episode? I'm like, what? <laughs> Xbox didn't do shit. <laughs> And see, that's what gets people hooked. You gotta, you gotta give them a little <laughs> something so that like they're salivating at the mouth, waiting for that yeah. release, whether it's shit or not. You got them. Like, like, right. g- give me that. I don't even care if. Uh, and, and I'm gonna get into my biggest gripe right now as far as releases and games. I don't care if the game is crap after you've released it. If you at least show me the gameplay and I'm convinced that I'm gonna like it, that's on me. That's fine. That's yeah. on me because you gave me the product. You showed me what the product can be. Now, granted, I have to play it and go through it, but you at least gave me a snippet so that it's not your fault. It's mine because I said, right. oh, that looks fun. I want to play it. You know, it Storyline is what it is. Suck ass. Yeah. But visually, I, I know what I'm getting into. 
<laughs> exactly. Like I know what I'm about to dive into, but when you show me like, you know, case in point, like we talked about last episode, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer. Amazing. I love Vikings. I love that era. I haven't played a lot of Assassin's Creed, but I love that series. I've watched a lot of people play it, but everything I watched in that trailer, I said, this is awesome, but it doesn't mean anything because that could all be, cinematic. yeah, that could not be the game. And yeah. it could be, everything that was all fluid and beautiful and all the kill animations and everything they did in that cinematic can be 30% of that in the game because it's different. You know, they have to program things. They have to make movements and functions and it's different than animating a CGI character that you can make them do whatever the fuck you want. There's a whole difference to it. So when people get mad when they're like, Oh, the cinematic was so good. And this game is trash. It's like, well, cause it's two different worlds, bro. Like there's a whole other way of making it on two different sides like you can't trust it and honestly that's and i'm gonna get in my my the the last game that got released as far as a teaser trailer that i'm excited and worried for um but that's what a lot of things piss me off about games these days is that they they show you those cinematics then you get the game you like it or love it whatever and then they want to microtransaction the shit out of you so it's like no like no like you you had your time to to get me sucked in to pay for it now you should at least let me get the shit for free whether i like it or hate it i've already given you the 60 dollars. you got me like why are you trying to drain more out of me it just feels like torture at this point yeah. i mean to me i mean do you agree like certain games yeah it makes sense and it is what it is but i think the only the only i think you would agree the only game system or game franchise that is okay with microtransactions to me is sports games because there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Sports games in GTA. <laughs> yeah, GTA. But, I mean, it's literally a living, breathing world that you, they're like, yeah. hey, if you want to spend real money, I mean, that's... Dude, and they... I, I'm not even going to crack on Rock City. They throw money, like, their virtual money at people like it's going out of style. I mean, they're like, hey, this month, you play this weekend, we'll give you a million dollars. Like, all right. I'll just log in, get the money, and log out. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm glad think, you brought. I'm glad you brought that up. What was it they uh, they said that they're going to give? Which I'm kind of pissed about. Which is another thing I want you to talk about. How did you feel about the the initial first thing they showed for the PS5 event was the Rockstar logo, and then they went into GTA 5. How did you feel about that? Blue balls, bro. <laughs> GTA balls. 100%. 100% dude I thought it was GTA 6 right out the gate I know right out the gate I was like oh my god they ain't holding back at all that... and then it was GTA 5 and I was like no I'm like still a great game but fuck it's one of those moments oh, where you're like you're like I'm not mad I'm just disappointed <laughs> yeah oh man that, yeah that was a total cock tease oh, <clears throat> total total tease I it... greatly done too again great marketing and that suck everybody in with GTA. But I mean, let's talk GTA Five. How? When did that game? That game came out on PS3. Yeah, it did. We're now going sure. into PS5, and that game is still freaking relevant. Yeah, and they're they're giving a million dollars a month until the game releases in in-game cash. So say, what what is this? This is uh, the sixth month in the year right now. So say it releases because I th- it was 2021, right? That's when they said it was going to release. <clears throat> In 2020, uh, GTA 6? No, GTA 5 remastered for PS5 was in 2021, I believe. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. 
So if we well, look, I mean, you're getting free if you have if you have GTA now. They're giving they're giving it to you for free. They're not going to make you rebuy it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're giving you the million dollars every month. So right. right now it's June. So if we go up the months, let's see: one million, two million, three million, four million, five million, six million. So just say they launch it in December for some crazy reason. You're getting six million dollars as of this month until December in free uh -huh. in-game currency. And yeah, if they release it a couple months after that, you're looking at probably six to ten million dollars in in-game currency, which is a shit ton. Yeah, and you can spend it on one item, a yacht. So I mean, everyone's pissed off that it was kind of like a tease and a troll for GTA Six, but they're giving you a lot of stuff to make it worth it. Where it wasn't like they were just yeah. like, "Oh, we're remaking it." They're like, "Well, here's a bunch of shit, and we're remaking it." So you're like, "Okay, I'm okay with that." <laughs> I hope they're working on six, dude, because... They have to be. There's no way. They have to be. It's not like I they're mean, making spent... Bully 2 right now. They're making GTA 6. I want to say it was like seven years that they worked on GTA 5. I mean, it's paid off. Oh, it I did. Guess, I mean, this, this game's been relevant for almost 10 years. Yeah, because it's... it's it, Honestly... If I was to go into a gaming class right now, like a gaming creator class in college, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave a master class on GTA 5 as a creation in itself. Because that is like everything you can put into a game, a living, breathing world with real currency, fake currency, you know, real markets and everything else. I mean, that is like, if I was to smash everything I could into a real world simulation, minus the vr if they were able to make i pray to god if they ever make a vr gta if they put vr oh. capabilities in gta 6 i'm telling you right now there will be no other game that people will play because it will be just like the movies where you get sucked in some virtual universe it'll be like vr chat on steroids yeah i mean that's what people are playing with it now is that uh fuck, what the hell is it what do they call it where you can either be a cop or a drug lord or whatever. Yeah, all the mods that they're doing where you can play like yeah. real world roles in there. Yeah. Uh yeah. Role role play or whatever. GTA role play. Yeah. I mean they have real like they have real cop codes, they have real things where people work in the police department and they actually have to arrest people and read the Miranda rights. I mean it's it's yeah. it's, it's insane. insane. Totally insane. And And by the, the way, the game came out in two thousand thirteen, bro. So seven years. <laughs> That's incredible. It's That's incredible. And it keeps getting better and it's still relevant. The fact that they released their event with that game just shows you how they paid a tribute to the past. And they also showed you like, look, we make quality and we have companies that make quality and we will protect this quality and we'll give it yeah. to you for free just because we love you. And you're like, as much as I'm mad you didn't release a new game, I'm okay because at least you're saying you appreciate me. And you're like, here's free money. Let's go. Here's free money. Yeah. I, I'm just super stoked. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Cody, because I know you're very excited about this. I haven't purchased it yet because I already know you have it downloaded, and I'm waiting because I'm I'm skeptical. Are you nervous about Last of Us 2? Am I nervous? Are you nervous Hell it's no. going to suck? No, not even not even in the slightest, bro. Not, not even, even in the slightest. Not even I'm with telling the leaks you right or now, anything. I'm not, even, I'm not even worried about it. Not even worried about it at all. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Okay, good. Because I'm kind of nervous as far as these releases go because I'm a huge fan. But from what I've heard, I'm just nervous. But I want to play through. I don't want to know anything. And, and I feel like 
I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be great. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Because when, when does it drop? Like, when's the midnight release for it? Friday. This Friday? Yeah, so, so, like, tomorrow. So, Friday as of 12 a.m.? Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. So, like, tomorrow at midnight. Man, yeah. I do It's going to be nuts. I got to buy this game. I got to buy this game. Yeah. That's brought, a, well, that's the pre order. So, like, if you got it at a like, if you're waiting for it to come out, it come, technically comes out Tuesday. You know, it's one of those, oh, pre order, you got three days early. Yeah. You know? So, but for that game, it's worth it, in my opinion. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll have it be I mean, even if it, it sucks, I'm still going to be happy just to continue the story. It ain't going to suck. It ain't. It isn't going to suck. Let's be honest. Last of Us, it's not going to live up to the original. It's just, there's literally no way. Literally no way it's going to live up to that. But, yeah, I agree. The mechanics in the first one, how you control things, kind of weak. What makes that game is a storyline. 100% it's a storyline. And the characters. The characters, it is one of the best, well put together games I've ever played in my life. It'll probably always be in my top three. But yeah, it's definitely on my Mount Rushmore video games. So I'm not expecting that out of the second one. I'm realistic with it. But I am not worried about this game sucking at all. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I would agree with you to a point. I, I think that obviously it's not going to be better than the first one because the first one is, you know, it's your first time seeing it. So it's going to be the shock and awe and amazement yeah. of it. So, I mean, nothing's going to captivate you like that. Um, but I, I do think that even if it's not as great, it'll still be amazing to play through and it'll be amazing to see those characters grown up, gone what they've gone through and everything like that. And I think they've, they've done a pretty good job of marketing, regardless of the leaks and all the stuff. Honestly, I think that helped them because it even pushed it further out into the news outlets. It made people be like, oh, I didn't know about this game. Like, what are they talking about? So, I mean, it's going to help them a lot, you know, negative or not. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, one game that I want to talk about before we end this podcast that really got me into the thinking of what I want to talk about in this as far as game releases is the new Star Wars Squadron or Squadrons, I believe it's called. Um, I grew up on those games on PC from the X-Wing and TIE Fighter series on Windows 95, 98. I remember that shit. I used to have the suction cup joystick on my desk that my dad bought so I could sit there and actually pilot a TIE Fighter. Like I'll never forget that to the day I die. So this game really scares me because I haven't had a good feeling like that since N64 um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, I believe it was called, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I so. yeah that, I, that was oh, the first man, time bro. that I, yeah, that was the first time that I played it since huh. then, and that was great. I remember playing it in Best Buy or GameStop. I mean, I love that game. So this game is a huge thing for me because that, I love the Star Wars universe, but I love the space battles. And I've always loved them in the Battlefront games. And I know Cody can attest to this. The space oh, fights yeah. are always amazing. And I'm really nervous because they only released, being that it's EA, as much as they do good in the end game and their releases, they're not so strong. I'm really concerned that they just showed no gameplay that I know of. Um, and it was all cinematic that this game is not going to be content filled it'll be very linear it'll just be a 5v5 from what they say space fight and i'm hoping it's not a port from battlefront 2 to this game where they strip everything else of battlefront 2 and they just leave the fighting in the sky 
and they just rework it a little bit. And that's what my main concern is. I mean, what do you think about that, Cody? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that's a real concern. I struggle, I struggle with uh, Star Wars. You know, we're, we're, we're huge fans, so we nitpick everything. Yeah. I mean, even if it, it's just a nitpick. It's still a problem. But, like, I don't know. How are you going to keep a casual fan entertained in a 5v5 game in space? That's true. That's, that's, that's tough. That's a tough test. I mean, what can you really throw out there? Like an asteroid field? Like, oh, you know, there's five enemies out there in an asteroid field. You, you know, you got to watch where you're going. I don't know. I just, I'm, not, I, I'm worried about that. I'm worried I, about that. I have the cure for that. If you threw out sonic charges from Boba Fett's ship. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can throw out stuff like that and make it like interesting, yeah, you can get the casual fan and the diehard in there. You know, you, you got to throw like the stuff that makes it more intricate and like extreme. Like to me, you have to, since it's EA and EA has always done Battlefield and Star Wars and all of that with dice and those companies. If you can put together the craziness of like Battlefield 4, 3, 5, and 1, all that nuts that, you know, the craziness and crazy stuff they put in there, and you can combine that with Star Wars in the sky, I think it'll be a great game. If they can put that real space, like, jet fighter shootout chaos in there, it'll be great. Yeah. But if I they just make it the simple thing, I don't know. Yeah. I said that's. I mean, it's really just a 5v5. Like, are you going to have NPCs in there just kind of flying around that you can also kill? Just, I don't know. Or are you going to be able to tag team where I could be in a, I could be in a Millennium Falcon and then I could have two of my friends on the top gun and bottom gun shooting people as I'm flying around shooting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if they do stuff like that, that'll be really cool because that makes it interactive. But if it's just right. you flying a ship and then everyone, you know, single flying each other, I don't know. And those are the things that I'm worried about and why I really wanted to talk about this in this episode, as far as how they show and release games because they'll show you all the crazy <laughs> stuff that's happening in the cinematic, but probably from experience from what we've seen 30 percent of that's going to be in the game like you're going to get the shock and awe of the trailer and be like oh my god and then you're going to get in the game and be like i've seen about 30 percent of what they showed me in that cinematic that i can actually do and it's a joke yeah and i just i don't like it i don't like it uh, speaking to that the spider-man miles morales yeah, go into that because you know more about that than I do. The trailer looked amazing, right? And I, oh, I yeah. mean, you know right away if you really like the Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse shit. But I thought fully watching that 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 was its own game. Like, hey, you know, you've got the Spider-Man. This is basically just going to be the Spider-Man game, but we made it Miles Morales. We've got different enemies, different missions. What's yeah. the DLC? That entire thing was a trailer of a DLC. Now, they did actually show some gameplay, which is nice. But, I mean, you already kind of know what the game the game's out. We're really just changing costumes, you know. It's it's not much gameplay changing. But, I mean, it, it's cool that they came out with it. But they definitely promoted that like it was its own game. And from yeah. everything I'm reading, it's just an add-on to the Spider-Man game that's already out. Yeah, because when you mentioned that to me when we were talking about that, like obviously off podcast, I lo- I rewatched the trailer and I didn't even see small print in there where it was like 
this is a DLC or just DLC to original game. Like it didn't even like say anything about that. They were just yeah. like Spider-Man Miles Morales. And you're like, Oh my God, that's awesome. They've already been making this for the next system. Like I was like you, I was super excited that they had stayed on top of it and they've already got a sequel for the new console because the original Spider-Man game, even though I haven't played it was only out like what, two, three months ago. Yeah. And, Not that long. and I was like impressed. And then when you mentioned to me that it was a DLC, I was like, well, a, I'm pissed, and B, well, I mean, that's the norm. I guess that makes sense. But it was just like, it was depressing because they didn't yeah. even give you like small print. And even small print's annoying, but at least it lets you know, like, well, we did tell you, but they didn't tell us no. shit. No. I mean, no, but I, it looks great. <laughs> it does. I mean, it, it looks looked really good. And not to mention, that's what they used to show the demo of what the PS5 can do, you know, from the 4 to yeah. the 5. They showed the Spider-Man footage. And that's why when they showed Miles Morales, I was like, yes. Like, they used that footage from the demo, and this was really what we were seeing, like, as of the game. So I'm like, that's the game. Like, that's what they were showing, and we didn't know it. But it really is just a DLC, and I was now I'm, like, let down. You know, it just pissed me off yep so i mean that's that's the bane of this conversation i know we talked a lot about consoles and games and stuff but really it was about how they present things and how they market this stuff to us to make us want to buy it and how we've and and i know he i know cody can attest to this we've we've become i, I don't want to use i use terminology that everyone knows we've become woke to how they do these things to where it's not like when, when they drop something on us and no one buys it, they're like, what happened? It was the biggest flop. It's like, we're not idiots anymore. Like, we know. We know. Like, we know what you're doing. If it's a cinematic, no one's going to buy until the game's released unless they're true super fans. Like, no one's going to do it because we don't trust you anymore. I mean, right. Anth Anthem is sadly the shining, retarded example of what can happen. <laughs> What can happen to a game where you show all amazing stuff and then you pay the astronomical amount of money and it's ass and they still haven't fixed it. And it just goes to show you how much they don't care. Fallout 76 was the same shit. Fallout 76, we've got four times better shadowing, 16 times better graphics, all this shit. And none of it worked. And it was, they stripped what made that game great. They, the, the engine was outdated and they stole everyone's money and now they have the audacity to say we have a paid subscription plan for this game and you could pay $100 a year to get all this extra shit and it still don't work. So this, this is the world we live in and this is the shit that we have to deal with and we're not stupid anymore. And I think that's going to honestly affect pre-order sales on the consoles, which... I can, I mean, you might, you might agree with me on that. I, I think I saw pre-orders for the PS5 from a certain company saying $700, even though that's not the end price. Right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, <clears throat> it's sad, but I mean, we live in a world now where we have to wait and see the end product before we really want to buy. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I just want to say it's a lot easier too nowadays. Streaming's become such a big platform. Yeah. Twitch, Facebook, Mixer, I mean, whatever you're using just to watch. Like, say, like, Ratchet and Clank is a perfect example. Yeah. That got me so hyped. I mean, that hits right to your childhood. It's coming out. Am I, am I going to buy that game? Yes. Okay. I'm going to buy it. Am I going to get let down by it? Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. I already know that. I already know that right now. Yeah. 
but for someone like who's torn on it you you could sit there and wa- look it up and watch someone stream it and see if like okay this is actually this is doesn't take me back and I, I i would enjoy playing this you know and not just be like stupid and be like oh they got me ratchet clank buying it like i mean i i said that right away as soon as you know as soon as you saw ratchet i was like all right I'm buying this one yeah. Like the first three games, that's exactly how I was. Like, yep, buying that. No, buying that. And see, that's what goes back to the whole super fan thing. Like, even if you know it's, even if it sucks, you're just happy to buy it because you just want to be in that universe again. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Those, those are the only people that are going to buy it out the gate before they even see anything factual. But like you said, with Ratchet and Clank, they showed gameplay and the gameplay looked good. Yeah. Like the graphics, good. the ray tracing, it looked amazing. It did look good. You know what else looked good too? Like an old school game that they're remaking. Not remaking, but making a new version of it is Oddworld. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you ever played that back in the day, but I did. I played it. I was happy that they showed gameplay of that too, because I am interested in that. Yeah, and I and I'm glad that they, they're remaking something like that or at least making another one of that because those those are those odd games that I liked back in the day. I remember yeah. that Oddworld, Psychonauts, and a couple other ones that were on Xbox that were really original and really cool. Yeah, I gotta say this too. I gotta say this. Go for it. Just for the freaking sheer fact that maybe somehow, some way, some somebody at PlayStation Studio sees this or listens to this, <laughs> not gonna happen. But listen, if you're listening, stop advertising sports games in a cinematic view. You can only make sweat look so fucking good. Okay. <laughs> This 2K game, we already know, is going to be complete ass. <laughs> I don't care that the sweat on Zion Williams looks better. The game's going to be ass like it's been for the past few years. Just like Madden's Xbox, it was just a cinematic Patrick Mahomes running for a touchdown. I don't. I know they released a trailer. It's basically cinematic, and they highlighted all. It, it looked like Madden 20 just with Madden 21. Yeah. They changed the name, but it's the same fucking game. I mean, you can only make these sports games look so good. Sports games are going to start they're gonna start dying, man. They need to bring back NCAA or something. I, I wholeheartedly agree, dude. If they don't expand to college and everything else, I mean, honestly, the only people they have are the diehards anymore. And, and honestly, all you're paying for at this point is the updated rosters that are allowing you to play them online. That is it. That's all you're paying for. Otherwise, you have no reason to buy a new one ever again. Unless you want the current roster and be able to play against other people, there's no other reason to buy it, period. And that's why I don't buy them anymore. You know, I'm still happy playing my old, I think I have like Madden 2012 or something like that on my PlayStation digital store. But if I feel like playing the Browns again, and I'm sure whoever's listening will laugh at me for this, but if I feel like playing with the Browns again, I'll hop on there and play them. Yeah, it's got old school people. You know, I've still got Tim Couch and shit on the bench, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I just want to play the game and see the Browns on the field. I don't care if it's Baker Mayfield or whatever. I'm not going to pay 60 bucks just to have certain names and stats on there. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's just the diehards and the the pure football fan. I mean, there's people that buy these consoles <clears throat> just for the sports games. That's all they play is sports stuff, you know, Coll- like college kids, college dorms rooms. That's it's basically all college games. Yeah. Or college games, sports games. And honestly, they're better if you're playing with a group of friends behind one TV in the same room. Oh, yeah, 100%. Madden I mean, that- tournaments with friends, man, getting together at a house and just having a Madden tournament. Yeah, that used to be shit. 
Yeah, it's almost like having a Super Bowl party, dude. I mean, it's 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 awesome. If you can do something like that, it makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, just saying. Just saying. I was ranked at one point. Just saying. I'll never forget, and I'll say this before we start getting to the end here. I'll never forget playing my buddy as the as the Cleveland Browns. He was the uh he was the Chicago Bears and I was whooping his ass and I was so confident I told him I was like, I'll put him Phillip Rivers as my fucking quarterback. I don't care that he's a kicker, I'm gonna put him in as a quarterback, I will score a touchdown on you on the next play. He goes, You won't. Fifty bucks you won't. I put in Phillip Rivers. He throws a touchdown pass immediately first play. This dude threw his controller right at the TV. He was so mad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you just need to know how to play the game. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Such a cool moment. God. Not that if you're a Browns fan, you even know who the hell I'm talking about, but it is what it is. It's Phil Dawson. said Phillip Rivers, but it's okay. <laughs> See? See, it's been so long. I just just letting you go with that. See, it's been like, so long. Phil, Phil Dawson. Philip Rivers is a quarterback. <laughs> See, I'm a casual. As much as I am a diehard of the team, I'm a casual apparently. But yeah, Philip Dawson. Phil Dawson, the man Dawson. with the golden leg. He probably kicked. That man's gonna be kicking field goals until he's 65 years old. But yeah, Bye. I'm. I fucked up on that one. Thank you, Cody, for the correction. Yeah, yeah I, I was just going to let you go with it, but I couldn't <laughs> let it go so, too long. I couldn't let it go too long. It's been a long day. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, unless there's any more points you want to talk on as far as games, I mean, we can go on and on and on about each individual game and how they released it and everything else. But it all comes back, back down to the same um, base point is that it's always more cinematic than it is gameplay. I, I think – PS5 really did a good job on their event as far as pushing out more gameplay. wasn't as much as I wanted, but at least it was more than Xbox did because that was a that really let me down. I'm not an Xbox fan, but I really wanted to see what they could do. It's just to see gameplay, you know, to, for the first people out there to show it. And uh, I'm hoping there's more, but um, we will see once December comes around. Uh, I don't know if you have any last notes before we close up here. Um, not really. I do want to say that that project athena i am excited that that's an actual game that was a game with the the lighting illumination oh yeah yeah that, they showed that we thought was just like oh this is just something they designed to show now it's an actual freaking game and it looks pretty damn good well, was that the one with the unreal engine right yeah i think it was project, i don't know if i'm mixing up games here but that would be sweet because that game looked really cool the but yeah that they did yeah they show they showed that game and that chick so i it looked yeah, I'm excited that's an actual game. Yeah, me too, because a lot of people were uh, really speculating on that, if that was a game or just like the in-game engine that they were just showing as like a tester. Yeah. So yeah. That, would, that would be sweet because it really looked interesting for sure. Yeah. All right, well, um, it has been, what, an hour and seven minutes now going on. So we've touched base on the consoles, how everyone did as far as their events. I'm sure we're going to have a hell of a lot more events and news stories coming out. Um, updating until the Christmas season, um, depending on how COVID and everything else does. We're going to see how these consoles do. We're going to see how the games do. Um, I want to thank Cody, as always, for being here with me uh, as my co-host here on this show and talking me with talking to me and with you about everything tech and nerd. Um, but yeah, next episode is going to be a 
huge surprise. You will see it on the Facebook and everything else. Someone has come back into the limelight that I started this podcast talking about. So if you're familiar with episode one, I am very excited to give you the back in fame update on her and what's going on. So definitely look into that. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to be shameless and make you look it up. Um, but definitely check us out on Facebook. You're going to want to look up facebook.com forward slash Cantina Corner Podcast. Um, if you type it in the search bar, search bar Cantina Corner Podcast, you'll be able to find us there. Um, as always, you can look at, look at my uh, gaming channel as well over there at Cantina Corner Gaming. Um, you can uh, check out Cody at Sea Dizzle Gaming. You can join the Wolf Pack. Definitely do that. I suggest it. He's got a great community over there and a lot of good fans. And he always plays uh, some good Warzone. And there's a lot of shit talk in there, so it's always fun. Um, but yeah, uh, unless uh, I'm going to give this over to Cody to plug anything that he wants to at the end of the episode, and then we're going to be out of here. Cody, you have anything to say? <clears throat> I might shamelessly not be co-hosting next episode, just out of pure respect for you. Let you have your own little thing, but you know, he's gonna make. I go might be solo. here. I might be here for the madness. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. He may be here in the background. He may only throw in his tidbits because I'm gonna have a lot to say in this topic. Um, but let's just give a little. St- I'll give you a teaser. It is the uh, Queen of Simps. If if you know, you know. Uh, well, what is the? Uh, you don't, you're normal. Yeah, if you don't, you're normal, and you're about to find out. So buckle up. But yeah, she's the queen of simps, and we are going to be getting the updates on her. It's my whole basis of starting this podcast was the very first episode, so I'm super excited that there's uh, updates on that. This was something that's been developing since last year, so we will get into that. But uh, definitely check us out also on uh, the audio-only version. If you can't find us on Facebook to watch this video, you're going to want to check out anchor.fm forward slash Cantina Corner Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and five other different uh, avenues of podcast source. You can find us on that. And uh, definitely message us in if you have any comments. Message on the Facebook page. Let us know what you think. If there's any gripes, complaints, things you're happy about, let us know. We love criticism, positive or negative. It makes us better. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. All right? So take it easy and have a wonderful day. Deuces.